Hey guys, welcome back to episode number four of Too Authentic with myself, Sven, and my partner in crime, Jess. Hey everyone. On this episode, um, the topic that we talk about is going to be a little bit lighter than what we spoke about last week. Today we want to talk about relationships and interracial or intercultural relationships uh, specifically. And we want to talk about the differences, um, the benefits that might be there, but also the challenges um, couples go through in yeah, intercultural, interracial relationships. Your thoughts on it generally to introduce the topic? Yeah, look, it's definitely something that we both get asked a lot because there is two very different cultures coming together. So for those of you that don't know, I do have a Punjabi Sikh background. Grew up in Australia. I mean, I lived my first five years in Kenya. So to, to be honest, I'm all over the place. A lot of different cultures in me and Sven is of German background. So of course, when we got together, there was two very different cultures that um, are kind of combining now and more, even more and more as, as time goes on. I would probably say even four, um, four different cultures with you being born in Kenya, um, mm -hmm. growing up in Australia, having the Indian background and then me coming. Yeah, basically, um, I've spent most of my life, the first 27 years of my life, I think, um, in Germany. Yeah. Have been Australianized a little bit now in the in the in the recent three years. Have gotten very sensitive to uh, cold temperatures. That's one of the one of the <laughs> things here probably. Um, yeah, but I'm pretty much 100% German. Yeah, you, I'm the complicated one. <laughs> you can say that. Then again, nowadays um, these DNA tests. I don't know if you've if you've seen or heard of like about from Ancestry.com and stuff. Are, they are getting more and more um, popular, and they actually show that if I say I'm 100% German, it's probably complete bullshit because yeah. I might be. Uh, my name sounds Swedish, but I don't know. That might be Scandinavian, Italian, Spanish. It's all over the place, basically. So that is actually. Um, a, a, a nice entry point um, to this topic. I what think does it be, even mean? Yeah, I think it'd be super interesting if I got one of those genetic tests done. Right, I'm sure yeah. there'd be so many random cultures in me. Yeah, exactly. I have like all these um, alter egos, like I have weird personalities where I put on different accents. So I'm sure that has something to do with it. And I swear, <laughs> I swear we haven't even spoken about this topic, um, about this DNA testing before we went into this podcast, but it's super interesting and I think it's a good entry as well for the whole topic to say, What does it even mean, intercultural? Mm. Um, we've spoken about it, about it a little bit in advance, um, but um, we, when we record these podcasts, we don't want to talk, have the whole discussion and then go into the podcast yeah. and have it again. But in my opinion, um, and that's, that might be an interesting or, or a new perspective um, for some of you, in my opinion, every relationship there is, is intercultural. Yeah. And what I mean by that is we all grow up in different family cultures, mm -hmm. in different circles. Um, we, have, we have a different mindset, um, different personalities. So it's always sort of different worlds clashing. Or a lot of times there might be people that have grown up in very similar family structures, yeah. in very similar environments, and then it is less of a cultural shock. But I would say in most cases, um, going into a new relationship, There is a bit of a cultural shock and there is adaptation. There is learning to understand the other person and also learning new things, interesting things from the other person. I think you're absolutely right. Like two people can grow up in the same country, have the same background, ethnicity, culture, um, values even, but you will see there is differences how they communicate and how they handle different situations. And there still is a lot of compromise, understanding and tolerance involved, right? So like you said, it's not just about you being um, of a different background completely. 
sometimes people in the same culture are extremely different as well. And you might have all experienced this, um, that you travel, you get to like you, you get to a new country you've never been before and you feel like you somehow connect with the people or you meet someone if it's a workmate um, or just someone in school, uni that has a whole different cultural background and still you feel like there is this connection. So yeah. in my opinion, um, us being in an interracial, intercultural relationship is no different to any other relationship. Um, yeah. So I don't really think if people say, or think, would it really work out for me? Is it something that can work out? Um, we, we might get to these points um, later mm -hmm. on, what it actually needs for these relationships to work out. But as I said before, every relationship is in some way, different cultures yeah, you're right. meeting and clashing. I always find it even like a little bit weird to say I'm in an interracial, intercultural relationship. Like that just idea just seems so like, I don't know, uncomfortable for me to even say because for me it was never like oh Sven's of a different culture and I'm of a different culture for me it was more like an energy thing like I just went off his vibes I was feeling the vibe and he was feeling my vibe and then like your energy is universal and that's something that you connect on so the connection is always there and I think in the initial stages you don't really think about oh you're from here and I'm from here and these kind of challenges or whatever people think it's going to come up I think it's just something that flows. I agree completely. And if you look at relationships as the interracial, the intercultural relationship, I think then this shows you sort of think in boxes. Yes. It shows that you are, you, I think uh, the thing is, I would have never said it or felt this way because I'm not um, identifying as me, the German basically yeah. like you know i'm i'm just one of billions of people on this planet and my whole identity is not based on my my cultural background my nationality mm. or my race so um because because this is nothing that is connected with me me being in a relationship then with someone with a different cultural background um it's is something that i'm in some way unaware of Like, mm. it's not really obvious to me. Like, it's not really, like, a huge or integral part of your identity as a person, the fact that you're German, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah if I walk yeah. around with you, um, apart from, like, uh, this little... Like, of course, for us, it's a little bit different now. There's more awareness to it because um, our relationship, the whole circumstances, how we made it public, yeah. the reactions we have received, sort of... That is more like, this shows me that there's something, like, sort of different about us yeah but to me it's actually not i walk around with you and you know i just walk around with a woman i love and i'm not i'm not aware of like i'm the white man with the brown girl sort of thing like it's yeah sort of thing for me and it must be i don't know so interesting for you to now step into like a part of your life where this has become like an issue like oh the fact that you are white and the fact that i am brown when you've never really thought about it before yeah. you know and for me like growing up um I've never really lived in a neighborhood where it was just um, completely one ethnicity type. I lived in a very multicultural society, like where I grew up, my school as well, full of all sorts of people. So even I never really saw brown, white, black, yellow, purple. It's just the larger society that I was part of um, in my like, culture has told me that we kind of stick to the same type and that's just kind of how everyone does it. You know what I mean? And that's what I would say this whole like brown, white thing comes from. It depends a lot on the kind of people that you spend time with. And that's the, actually exactly the same with me. Um, if I look back um, at my childhood or also um, the time uh, and the circle I had before I moved to Australia, it was, uh, of, of course, also here in Australia where, where yeah. so many cultures mix. It was always very multicultural. Um, and I didn't really 
look at people or identify, identify people based on where they were from or what skin color they had or what was their first language. Like uh, th that was never really of relevance. I think there are good and bad people everywhere. Yeah. And um, you, you have mentioned it before. It's all about the vibe. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I even felt like I connected with um, like back in the days when I was still playing soccer, there were some, there were some times where I was, con I, I grew up in this like, small town where I was connecting with the immigrants more yeah, than I with remember the, you telling me. more than with the locals maybe yeah. you would say bogans here in in Australia <laughs> so that was uh, going completely against this mm, yeah I know what you mean and like even in school like multicultural completely so when people say to me oh how is it because you're brown and he's white like sometimes that's still so foreign to me as well because i'm like holy crap we still sort of think in colors and i think when we say we are in an interracial intercultural relationship it shows that there is something different about this relationship you know what i mean that it's completely foreign where i feel like more and more people are mixing i mean we're all human right we're all part of the same thing at the end of the day so it's interesting to see that this is such a big topic these days and i think Me um, thinking back to these days um, when I was growing up, yeah, like a lot of the circle, um, my friends, the people I spent time with, with that was all based on around sports as well, because I spent spent a lot of time with it. Yeah, and I think um, if we now want to talk about like sort of the the positives and negatives, yeah. or the the benefits and the challenges, I think one one thing um, that you can really benefit from and i remember back then i had like sort of let's say people that were very very conservative um and very narrow-minded then suddenly playing soccer with people uh, with an immigrant background and then you can see that you know both people like sort of realize that's not even the enemy yeah or we're not even that different and i think that probably going up growing up this way has also helped me just being super open-minded and just realizing It doesn't really matter in the end in, in terms of you don't, you don't have to, you, or you can't judge someone based on it. Um, it does matter though uh, in terms of that there is a lot to learn and it yeah. just, you know, you just, um, you leave your tunnel vision and you see what other cultures are out there and you know you, you just become much more open-minded. Yeah, I think relationships that challenge you to change your way of thinking or even open you to other ways of thinking are always a great thing whether they're romantic relationships or friendships or whatever it may be i think anytime there's something new you learn you know and of course people sometimes are afraid of change or afraid to open their mind a little bit too much because it makes them uncomfortable right or afraid of the unknown as yeah. well yeah People get afraid of that dark area or that gray area because it's something that they're not comfortable in dealing with or haven't experienced before. So, of course, there is a little bit of a fear being like, oh, my gosh, what is this animal? I better stay away from it. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, that's that's one of the big problems. Uh, I think the foundation of, uh, like, um, conflicts between yeah. cultures or races is this, like, the fear of the unknown. Like, we don't know. We don't know these people. So we better treat them with uh, a bit of doubt or, mm -hmm. or, or, or fear or some sort of like distance, so, yeah. to, so to say. Because, yeah, the, the fear is so um, dominating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and looking at, so looking at, uh, at, the, at this in the context of relationships now, I think that there is also um, a lot to benefit and a lot to learn. And... Um, Both both partners will have different perspectives on a lot on a lot of things, and mm -hmm. there might be something to take on board for for both of them. 
Yeah, I think they're a beautiful thing. Like the amount of things that you learn from meeting people from different nationalities, perhaps being in a relationship with someone who is not, you know, considered similar to you or as part of a different culture too. I think you learn so much and you get like, your eyes open a lot to different experiences you never thought that you would have. Like I'm thinking right now about when we went back to Germany and I had my first ever Christmas. Like I've never grown up celebrating Christmas. I know Australia Australia is Anglo-Saxon and we do have Christmas as a holiday, but we never really, you know, went out of our way to celebrate it. And over there, it is such a big thing in Germany. Like there, it's like, you know, it's cold. The winter is like, it's just beautiful. It feels like you're in like one of those Christmas movies. Everywhere you go, there's like little kids all dressed up. It's very nice. And even like, was it Christmas, Christmas dinner? Like, my gosh, that was crazy for me. I think I ate enough for like two weeks in that one sitting. And for me, it was such a culture shock, but it was so awesome. I was just like, oh my God, how lucky am I that I get to experience this, you know? And there's another side to it. Um, this also helps if, if different cultures meet and learn from each other and, yeah. le- and, and learn more about each other. Um, it also helps getting rid of prejudices that you also had against Germans in some way. And uh, to be honest, then again, there's there, there. What do you mean? What are you talking about here? That you said your family is so warm and friendly for. Yeah, you said the same <laughs> thing. You said the same thing. You had prejudice. No, I was you just said gonna. It too. You you didn't let me make my point. <laughs> um, like since I've moved to Australia, though, I have realized that yes, there are cultural differences, and me go, <laughs> and me going back to Germany now. I do actually find them rude sometimes. <laughs> the majority of the people, if you go and you, no you, shop, you shop your groceries or even we, we sort of noticed uh, when we changed flights in Abu Dhabi, I think yeah, we yeah. sort of noticed, yeah, I think we're at the right gate here <laughs> because everyone was just like head down, looking a bit like grumpy. Okay, fair enough. It's long flights as well. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're not... You well, usually especially not, after what happened to us you're on not the flight. Lo- you're not looking your very best usually, but... Mm. Um, it is a different mentality, or at, at least this is sort of the, the shell. This is sort of what people seem like from the outside. Um, but yeah. then, you, then you had a great time, and I think my family was very welcoming. So that what I'm trying to say is um, just not looking at, oh, my God, it's interracial, it's intercultural, this is going to be difficult, just being open-minded and seeing as it as an opportunity to um, overcome these yeah fears or doubts or these prejudices you have well it's confirmation bias at the end of the day if you see something as it's going to be challenging your mind will actively see things as challenging whatever they may be but if you feel like oh my god this is a great way for me to learn something new open my mind then your mind will start to look for these things subconsciously and consciously yeah so um yeah so this is i think um in some way you can you can even look at it um as going or being in an uh, intercultural relationship is also leaving your comfort zone in some way. That's um, exactly what yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Be- because you are because some things might be confronting, some things might be completely different, uh, and also different views clashing. But this also makes you reflect on yourself, your own uh, beliefs, and your own behavior. And as I said before, there might be things to to learn from either one or the other. Um, of course, at the same time, if we talk about the challenges you yeah. can face. Um, Let's let's look at if we look at um, certain cultures, religions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think what is difficult is if one. Um, how do I say this? Uh, ex- uh, yeah, I, th- I think generally what a problem in the world is um, when people are too extreme with yep. things. Extremism um, or extremism, however you say in English. Is, uh, is critical and this also goes for relationships. If one of the partners is very extreme and has a lack of tolerance, 
um, with, let's say, their religion and just expects the other yes. person to adapt, um, you know, just just to adapt and completely follow whatever um, he or she follows in his or her life, then I think this is yeah potential for conflicts or for challenges. I 100% agree with you. And this was actually reminds me of a question that I got asked on Instagram one day. Um, how will you and Sven um, bring up children because your Sikh faith is very important to you and he's not a Sikh. So how would that work? And for me, like, I've never been, like, fully extreme in my views or super devout. Like, I practice my religion in the way that makes sense to me. And I know one of the key concepts of our religion is that everyone is one. So the concept of ik. So with us, like, I think we're both so open and understanding and tolerant with each other and our different views that it just flows. And I think that's one of our core values is to be open, you know. And I think that helps us with issues like religion. How would you bring up children and things like that too. And what do you say there? I think that is the important uh, point here. You can be from different uh, yeah. cultural backgrounds, different countries, whatever it is, and you can still share the same values. And also, it mm -hmm. doesn't really matter um, what religion you um, follow. There, like a lot of religions in the world, still share the same key values if interpreted in the right way. So I think that is the important part or the important thing. In the end, we do not identify through our cultural background or religion. We identify through who we are and what we stand for and our values. And this is what we want to pass on to our kids. So as long as we have the, the same foundation there, you know, as long as we have a foundation together, then this is what we can build on. I 100% agree with you there as well. I think if one of us was very extreme in our views, then of course we would face challenges probably now and down the track. But the fact that we are both so open and tolerant with each other about different new schools of thinking and how open we are to learn about each other's um, mindset and way of thinking, I think that does help us a lot and especially in the religion issues for future generations and so forth. So do you actually have an answer to that question you've been asked? Um, the, which one? The one yeah, that I just spoke like about? Re uh, when it's specifically about the religion and, and how we and would, how would bring it on. We're basically openly discussing this now on the yeah, mic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's do it here. <laughs> well, what I, I think I had read out my response um, when I sent it. I don't think you remember, but it was a while ago. We got a lot of DMs as well. Because so I can't fully remember. That's also why I'm asking now. <laughs> oh, it makes sense. I know. I remember saying that the most important thing is that we bring up children that are open, tolerant, understanding and kind. And if they have those key values, then that is okay with both of us. And that's what we want to bring up. Yeah, we, don't wanna, yeah. we don't want to enforce any type of views on them. And I, I suppose, you know, when they get to the age when they're like able to make these decisions for themselves, then of course we will support them in whatever choices that they make. And I think a lot of times if you, if you have kids um, and you do not give them the autonomy and you try to force something yeah. onto them, then they are much more likely to go the other way. So they... Um, um, like I think both of us we're happy um, for them to learn about the different cultures and yeah. also religions I have to admit I'm not really religious so that would be more um, Sikhism they would be introduced to in some way but then they can make their own the decisions, decisions and they can take out the parts that work for them and that uh, you know that they want to take on board and that's basically the same with you like and and also here again even though I'm not Sikh um, I am open and interested And I think a lot of things about the religion resonate with me yeah. and resonate with everyone that uh, is like a like open-minded, tolerant, um, and um, yeah, a decent human being, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And Sikh actually translates to student of life. So someone who is always learning. So really, 
it's not such a far-fetched concept and it preaches equality, love and tolerance, which are some of our key values as well. And what you said um, earlier that children would be introduced to Sikhism, of course I would want them to learn a little bit about the religion and see if it's something that they'd like. And if not, that's okay. I would never force anyone, you know. And that's the same thing with us as well. Like in the mornings I will have like my Sikh prayers on like when I take these cold showers which is something for another conversation but we started taking super cold showers now as well so it's just for me to kind of keep my mind at at calm and at ease when I get into the shower it's like a meditation kind of thing so when I have these on and they're in the Punjabi language Sven always asks me like oh what does this mean and then I'll teach him where he asks me it's not something that I didn't force on him of course you know I don't feel like anyone has that right yeah um yeah, that, that is true. So, so I mean, we, we, we will try to sum it up or, or talk about the things that help um, in interracial yeah. uh, or intercultural relationships uh, a bit later on. But if we look at challenges, now we've looked at um, the challenges that you, that, that you sort of have internally, like in the relationship, the partners amongst each other, if there is a lack of tolerance or openness towards um, the other culture, if one of them is very extreme, but then of course, and that is something that we've been through, there can also be external challenges and you can't deny those. Like yes. they are definitely there. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what we've been through obviously is that also not everyone's excited about us being together. Not everyone thinks that this is right. Um, we don't really care too much about that. Um, <laughs> exactly. But... But of course, um, if let's say if um, the partners are both um, very tolerant and sort of in some way flexible with um, um, with let's say at least they they do not they they escape this um, system or construct of you have to marry one or be with one of your kind, um, then this of course uh, yeah creates some waves. In the society, in their um, in their society or their religion, yep. um, with people that are more extreme. So even if both partners are not that extreme, then there will be extremists sort of going or working against it. And we do still get some yeah. weird looks in the streets sometimes. And we, um, I've I've mentioned that before on a previous co uh, podcast as well. That um, I do have some. I don't I don't know if I want to say concerns, but I don't know how what would happen if we went back to India together. Um, so of course it is, um, it is a challenge for us to see. Um, yes, we work together and we learn from each other, but how can we sort of get immune to what? what public or society thinks about it and how people react to us. I think um, these people that react in like a more of an extreme way or want us to live a certain way, I think it all comes from fear. And I think we just spoke about it a little bit as well. It's more about the comfort zone. So for them, they're so comfortable with people of the same kind, being with the same kind, that something that kind of challenges that is kind of like, whoa, what is happening here? You know, it freaks them out a little bit. And I don't know if that comes from a lack of awareness of... The fact that all humanity is one, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, just because we are different colors in person doesn't mean that our blood is different. We're completely the same. We're from the same things. And that's what I believe as well, which is like a key concept of Sikhism, the concept of ik, ik which means that everyone is one. And I do think it's more coming from fear. And it's interesting that you say that you're still a little bit, I don't know, is concerned the right way or maybe a bit wary of how people would treat us if we were in India, which is like 
still a very foreign concept for a brown woman to be with a white man, yeah. for lack of a better term. But we met your friend Harry yesterday who said that the reception might be a little bit different. That's true, yeah. Um, at the same time, you said he's coming from a place where where it's more of a bigger city and people might be a bit more open-minded than, yeah. in, than in more rural areas. Um, you're completely right there. I think it's more about... Um, so if we look at us being together, if we were, um, let's say more vulnerable to these things and uh, less confident, um, then this would actually be a challenge for us. But I think because we're very confident and sort of independent yep. and we don't really give a fuck to say it in simple words, this is why it doesn't bother us too much. Yes, but I could like, see it bothering other people that may not be at this stage of like not giving a fuck. I mean... Exactly. So, so if we talk about, um, we, we've spoken about the benefits and how great it is to learn about other cultures. But if we look at the challenges, one is be tolerant with, e with each other. Um, so um, you do not expect for your partner to change. Yep. The other one is learn to not give a fuck about what, what other people think or want, or want for you. So um, if like the, the thing is this, if... Um, we haven't had anyone come up to our face and say something. People talking behind their backs, look, if they have no bigger things to worry about in their lives or nothing else to talk about, then go ahead, send, uh, send like, you know, spread our uh, podcast videos. Uh, it doesn't matter. Every view counts. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> like, hate on us. Um, in, in, at the end of the day, in my opinion, um, you're doing something right when you get a reaction and when you get people to talk about it. Um, maybe not always. Of mm. course, this can also be, if we look at Donald Trump, um, mm. you know, it's also the extremists um, that get a reaction. So maybe um, that wasn't completely right. But in our case, I think we're, we're on the right track um, if we cause some waves. We've seen it even within families mm. um, like in the Punjabi culture yeah. that there is maybe the daughter that um, messages you or um, or likes your stuff and the son is sort of like completely on, against. On, on, on the other side and yeah. completely against it. So within families, within the society, within certain uh, circles, we are um, maybe creating a debate um, or, um, you know, like causing people... Causing people to think yep. and, and conversate. Um, and that's also how I'm trying to look at it. Um, because wherever there is someone going very extreme in one direction and hating on us, I know that there is also someone going into the other direction. And uh, maybe this sort of evens out uh, in, in some way. Or people through conversation, through confrontation, um, somehow get closer together. And I think that people who go out of their way to spread messages of hate about a couple being in love, like that says so much about that person and maybe they are coming from a place of fear. Yeah, like it's yeah. just misguided fear. And I'll be honest with you, when we got the first few hater comments, like they did hit me because I'll be like, to be honest, like I've never really had someone hate on me in such a personal and direct way. Like I've always kind of, you know, surrounded myself with very positive people and I've never really done anything too crazy in my life so I wouldn't see why people would hate on me in a, like directly I'm not sure what people say behind their back but who cares about that but yeah for me it was shocking and I was like oh my gosh what is this like I've never experienced it before and of course it freaked me out at the start but then I think at the end of the day am I responsible for how other people perceive my relationship I know I'm happy my partner is happy and that's the most important thing to me not what these people have to say about us 
Exactly, and because we did this, um, like we're in this together for our own happiness. Yeah. So everything else doesn't really matter. But of course, if you take the step that we took and you share this publicly and mm -hmm. you want to use your own s story to sort of inspire and give power to more people feeling sort of stuck in a similar situation, this is also where you uh, get all the attention from the other end of the spectrum, yeah. from the haters as well. So I was sort of, I, I was sort of prepared. You were really neutral and just strong throughout it all. And I think I was very emotional about a lot of things that had happened. But also because you were in a, in a, in a place or at a stage where you were in like going through a big change anyway, sort of yeah. in transition and parts of you were still maybe sort of holding on to your past and your past views as well. And then if someone comes and criticizes you on such a personal, personal level, level, then it's more likely to hit you. I can fully understand that I was more neutral in this because to me, um, I saw right <laughs> through it and it was just complete bullshit with what I have described before, how I grew up, like always very multicultural, very open-minded. If suddenly someone comes at me and wants to, wants to attack me or judge me for being with you, like, eh, just, yeah. doesn't, make, just doesn't make sense. Just shut up. I know, I know what you're saying. Like for you, it didn't affect you that much and you're probably right, it affected me as much as it did because for me, I was already in a process of like a huge transition, a huge change. Um, and even coming out about our relationship publicly, that was a big step for me to take, especially when you're brought up in a culture that says you shouldn't talk about these things openly for me to go out there and just put it out there and have no shame, no guilt, no blame, no nothing about it. Like that was huge for me. And then of course, when people attack They will attack you on the places where they feel like you are the most weakest or, you know, where they feel like they can hit a nerve, you know? And the thing is also nowadays, um, the internet, social media has made it, um, yeah, has given power to these troll, <laughs> trolls as well. Keyboard or, or warriors. At least, yeah, at least a voice. Yeah, exactly. Keyboard uh, warriors. And that's the thing. Um, most of these people would have just spoken or shared their views in their small circles and how yeah. does it, how does it really matter i think we would have had a lot of people talk shit anyway yeah um but they if it wouldn't have been for um the the for your social media following and for the for this platform and also for all the support and love we received yeah. i think this would have triggered the other side Even more. Even more, probably, because they're like, oh my God, shit, we've got to do something against this. This is escalating. Yeah. Uh, what can we do to stop this? And look, I think my advice would be like, if you're from a culture where it's still completely unheard of or something that's not really celebrated to be with someone of a different culture, like be prepared for the shit talk. It's, it's going to happen. Just know that it's coming and work on making yourself strong like I and like don't let any of it phase you because at the end of the day, you know why you made this choice. You're doing it for your happiness. And if your partner is super supportive along that, along that whole way, that will help you so much as well. And what I, um, a little piece of advice here maybe, what I um, inspired you to do before you moved out, before all this happened was, um, and you might want to do this as well if you are preparing for a step like this, write down your reasons, yep. write down reminders, because in the middle of this storm, you might lose your shit and you might, and mm. you might lose your focus as well. Um, and some things hit you. And then it's good if you write down, if you have a list, if you have your partner remind you of why you take a certain step yep. um, and how like, and, and to sum these things up, um, I, I don't even know what exactly was on your list, but I can pretty much guess or, or, or think of what I would write down there is, yeah. I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this to be free. I'm doing this to be happy. I'm doing this to have control over my own life and my future. I want to be with the person I love and I want to do the things um, 
that I have in mind for my life and I want to break free from my chains basically. And it's all these things. If you remind yourself of that, then does it matter what Dick and Harry like thinks about about your your path yeah. and your partner and your relationship, it doesn't matter at all. So it's important to have these reminders. And I can imagine it got a bit like cloudy. Um, your 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 view was a bit uh, foggy at some points. Um, oh so yeah, yeah, because I was scattered a lot of the time because it was just like so much happening around me and this whole like like I expected there to be a shitstorm, but I didn't expect it to be as big as it was. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think that list writing down why I am doing something really helped me a lot. And that's actually a concept that Simon Sinek came up with in his book, Start With Why. Very good book, by the way. But if you I haven't read it, I came up with it. Doesn't in this need case. to read it. We always <laughs> just talk about whatever they're talking about anyway. It's, it's so weird. You should write your own book. <laughs> um, but yeah, knowing why your motivation, your like your deep motivation, like not just like, oh, I want to do it because, you know, this is just what I want to do. No, I have like real deep reasons about why you were doing this huge change and that's what's going to help you a lot because if you didn't do those things, you'd still be stuck in the same place. And what is, and yeah, maybe even, even though we always want to work with positive pictures, but also maybe write down that either just remind yourself that there is no alternative or even remind yourself of what, what the alternative would be. And you've spoken about this in your posts as well. Um, it would have been emotional suicide, basically. Because yeah. you, you would have thrown away your life. Like, you know, there was no other option, no other alternative to taking this step. Did you did you want to get arranged married, you know? And did you just want to be the housewife for the rest of your life? Definitely not. We have some some big plans for the future. Yeah. Um, you individually, but also us together. Mm. And uh, like, you know, just giving up wasn't an option. Definitely not. And what helped me before I made this big change was to imagine my future self. So like a bit of visualization as well to think, okay, well, this is how I am now. So I acknowledge the situation that I was in and where I wanted my life to take me and what I had to do to make sure I got to that part of my life. So I think that helped me a lot as well because then you focus on the good and then slowly, slowly, instead of putting it off like I did for way too long, um, you get to the place where you start to put changes in place but i think also your accountability helped a lot um along the way too yeah and i think that is then then maybe that is let's say um maybe you're watching and you are in an intercultural or you're listening and you're in an intercultural relationship and uh, one of you is the one where you already see okay that's the person that's um gonna get in trouble for it so to yeah. say and the other one is more there to support then it is really important to hold that person accountable to be there to support but also yes. to be there to refocus um, yeah, you know, yeah, to yeah. sometimes put your partner's head straight again and be like <laughs> remember your list have a look at your list right now you know stop the bullshit um remember there is no alternative and just holding that person accountable and keeping them sort of in line um uh, so so they don't completely lose their shit yeah, so, yeah that was my role in for some <laughs> <parts>. <laughs> yeah you helped me a lot such a hard ass like sometimes i used to get so annoyed because you were just like straight in my face with that accountability like and i was just like oh my god can you just give me a break now but i know like you had my best intentions at heart and if you have a partner that you know that everything they're saying to you is from a place of love and because they want the best for you and they see the potential in you sometimes even more than you see in yourself then you know that whatever change you're about to do is the right one for you and for us he was a bit more like the stronger one and that would help me um just be a bit more rational and logical about things, but I can recognize that there are situations where both of you might be in cultures that are so strict and you both 
don't really have that like person who might be rational or time mm. or logical. So you have to lean on each other for support. And I think also one of the points of this podcast and the, like a big reason that we're doing this is to show other people that you're not alone when you go through these changes. And I know for a lot of the time I did feel like I was alone. I mean, of course I had to spend with me, but I never really had some sort of resource or something to go to, to be like, you know what, it's going to be okay the grass will be greener and you're going to get that grass. Yeah, there was very little reference points for you or inspiration out there, I think. there were. I don't think I had any I, I remember there was, there was a YouTube video or two that you could watch and that were kind of like touching on some of the topics. Oh, yes, yes. But because it is such a, or it was such a big taboo until four weeks ago when we started this podcast, I don't want yeah. to say we're the pioneers. I'm sure there are other people that have spoken about it yeah. um, in, in oh, articles there are. I've come across YouTube. a couple of blogs and stuff, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. But we want to be part of it, of course, and we want to... Um, give support to people but there was one thing i mean there are two sides to this story um one is you basically did this more for yourself than for us yeah but because this relationship is part of who you are and where you want to be and and what you want to do then of course um i had an impact and um and it was also like the alternative would have been not being with me but being arranged married to somebody else um so of course being with me and our relationship was part of um, the bigger decision and the yeah. step you took. But I remember, so apart from you doing this for yourself, first of all, I remember that um, one of the one, one phrase I gave you that you kept going back to, and that, that's kind of a good summary as well of what we gave now as advice is, babe, it's just you and me and the rest, rest is just noise. noise. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is something um, that really helped going through this fuck all that noise, fuck all that bullshit. It is about you, it is about me, it is about both of us being happy individually, but also both of us being happy together. You so know what? You don't owe an explanation to every Dick and Harry for your life. You know, at the end of the day, like live a life that is yours, live for yourself. And if being with someone of a different culture is what's going to make you happy, then so be it, you know? People will talk and then they'll be on to the next thing. So whatever. And and it's it's basically um, when we spoke about social media, the hate we received, um, The it's it's sort of, um, it will be maybe, maybe like following your own path, um, sticking with your decision, like, you know, um, being proud of your relationship and, uh, and just... Um, being open about it will help you clean out your environment a little bit. Uh, it was the same. I remember us um, still, we, we've touched on that before. People said you did this for the fame and you, <laughs> and, and you, and you spoke about it for the fame. We thought that there might be some like cleaning process as well in your following the people that then suddenly get offended um, and, and so, sort of turned down about um, you and me being together. Um, all right, move on, get out of here. Next. You know? Thank and, you, next. And, and that's the same about the people around you. You will see who actually really supports you unconditionally, no matter who you love, no matter who you're with, and just wants you to be happy um, in life, and who actually doesn't. Yeah, but like, you know, for me, I always knew who my real friends were. Like, my friends that I have, like, I don't have many people I keep in my super close circle, but I know those people are the ones that I can call at 3 a.m. And if I need them, that they are there. And that support did not change at all during this whole process. Like, like they were reaching out, making sure I was okay, coming over, meeting us and all these things. So it was super good to see. But I suppose more of the clean out process or for me was more on like a, like a family front, which of course can be expected for anyone making a choice that is something that is still considered as wrong for a lot of people. 
but at the end of the day you don't want people on your on your team that are just drilling holes like you want people who want to see you win and if if being with someone of a different culture is so threatening to their set of beliefs and values then they will just drop off and that's what happened and cleaning out might sound very radical here in this context, but let's be real. You want to surround yourself with people that do support you and that do exactly. want to that do want to see you happy. And uh, of course, it can be um, yeah, well, yeah, heartbreaking to see that the people you thought were the closest do not support you. But at the end of the day, you're still better off knowing. You're still better off. Not like, uh, and we've had this conversation um, be before you uh, moved out and before all this happened. Um, you, I think you were, or you were also afraid in some way of finding out how much does the the, the culture matter, and and uh, like then on the other hand, how much does it matter that you are happy? Um, so I think. Um, of course, there is there might be this fear of like uh, like wanting to avoid finding out about the truth. But at the end of the day, you're better off putting yourself first and then seeing who's going to follow or who's going to support you along the way. Yeah, you walk through that fire and people will walk through you. People that love you and support you and who you are and what you stand for, they know the real you, they will support you. And some people unfortunately won't and that is okay. You know, at the end of the day, you've made a decision for your own life and your own happiness. And what is a life lived that way you live it for the comfort of others? It's not yeah. a life. And it sounds tough, but even if it's family members, um, you did only lose someone who didn't want to see you win anyway. They were, who was more thinking of um, themselves over you just being happy and being with a person you love. Like to me, it's still, even today, um, like, you know, quite a few months in, it's still surreal to me how you could have a problem with um, your daughter or your, your sister, um, niece, whatever it is, you, your friend, a girl you knew, a girl you went to uni with, whoever it is out of this environment, being with a person she loves. No matter yeah. what freaking like skin color, um, cultural background or religion. You know, just I think just for someone falling in love and being happy and sort of blooming in the relationship, that should be an, um, an amazing thing to see. Yeah. So, um, so coming back to our initial point, um, if it's about how do you uh, fight these challenges, how do you overcome these challenges, um, then I think it's just about focusing on your own happiness, on the love for your partner, on the why, as you said before, and being strong and confident in it or being held accountable and reminded by your partner. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, regardless of the adversity and what people say like love always wins and if you're making your decision for love and from a place of love then what wrong have you done and if you know that in your heart then the rest will just settle it's like a storm like the dust always settles and it is what it is you know it is what it is yeah so um to to sort of um sum it up yes there are lots lots of benefits in my opinion um, depending on how different the cultures are and how extreme your immediate environment is, there might be bigger challenges to face as well. You might, you will be confronted. Um, I think you, you look. You can come from two completely different cultures, um, and the 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 more different they are, the bigger the challenges potentially, especially external. Um, 
But um, at the end of the day, um, it is maybe there is a bit of adaptation in the relationship that is required. There's a lot of tolerance required, yeah. um, willingness to learn, openness, mm. and then also just um, immunity. Is that how you say? Yeah. Uh, immunity towards like ex external voices, whatever it may be. And for any relationship to work, I think it's very important to be open at the start about whatever views you may hold. That's that's the thing, yeah. Like just be straight right. up. And Com if yeah, you're, you're completely right. Yeah. All the things that I just listed. Yeah. Apply to everyone, basically. Everyone. It doesn't matter if you're in a relationship with someone with a different culture or the same culture. At the end of the day, just be honest and open about your views from the start so that that person knows what they're signing up for. Like, you can't also expect, like, to say one thing at the start and then later on decide, oh, actually, you know what? Religion is actually very important to me and I want my children to be in this certain way. No, just be true to who you are from the very start. And that's it. I think that takes away a lot of the challenges you'd face. Yeah, and then coming back to um, what we said initially there are cultural differences in every relationship exactly you know some people might be from um like might have had a bit of like let's say tough love parenting other ones you know grew up in a in an environment where the the parents were very loving then you know you have to learn to speak e each other's language to understand each yeah. other's language um to um yeah also maybe yeah show tolerance with uh, with the 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 flaws um, the other person has and um, and then also just be open to learn. Um, and one thing, and I'm not even sure if we've mentioned it yet, is communication. Yeah. I think we haven't C. even... Farewell. <laughs> we saved the best for the end. Yeah. Uh, so for everyone who actually managed to listen to this up until here, um, let's talk about communication and how important it is. Yeah. So as I just mentioned, like from the start, just openly communicate with your partner and based on the type of family you grew up with, your friend circle, like the way you communicate can be very different as well. So I think it's also very important to be tolerant of different communication skills and styles. Like for us, an example would be like, if we ever have like just like a discussion about something or a disagreement, Sven wants to talk about it straight away. Like he wants to talk through it and that's what helps him kind of deal with whatever we're speaking about. Me, I'm the opposite. I just like, <laughs> I go into this like silent mode and I need like a few minutes to just process everything and then speak. And I think now we are finding a bit of a balance where we can cater for both of those communication styles in a way that both of us is happy, you know? For him at the start, he would have probably been like, why is she silent? Why isn't she talking? And you're so used to talking through problems and you're like, why are you avoiding the problem? But it's just me. Like I need a moment to just breathe, think about what I'm going to say and then I insert myself in the situation again. Yeah, and for you also with um, with your background and the way you were brought up, um, you also had the tendency to maybe just completely internalize. Yeah, and, well, and a, lot, a lot of and, the time. And, and lock it away and not talk about it again. So I think, yeah, here it is important. Uh, I don't want to turn this into an argument now, but I think it's more the the, the truth lies somewhere um, in the middle, middle, basically, where um, you loosened up your views a little bit and I just give you the time yeah. you, you, you still need. But I think it is very, very important to when you feel like there are differences, when you feel like the cultures are clashing. And for us, it's not really the case, but for some, sorry, for some couples, it might be the case that you feel like, hmm, we have scenario or belief a and belief b and they have really they they do not really work together that well then it is important to talk about it you know yeah. um and and well I, I don't feel like we have to have that conversation but then if you uh, it, it's we it seemed like we're basically on the same page already with this yeah. but if it's about like having family having kids and um 
uh, how you bring them up and how you sort of merge both cultures or religions, then this is also something you ideally talk about before the kids are there. So I think communication um, and then also communication based on the values we've mentioned before, openness, tolerance, flexibility, and focusing on the values you have in common. Yep. Um, this is really going to help you avoid or solve a lot of um, problems or challenges you'll be facing in an intercultural relationship. Yeah, look, if your core values are the same as the partner that you are with, then I feel like everything else you can kind of just work around. Like you can breach an agreement or whatever the issue may be. And I think it's very important to have understanding and compromise long-term as well, because at the end of the day, you're two different people. You grew up in completely different environments. Of course, you've got different ways of thinking and beliefs and how you talk and how you eat or whatever it may be. And this relationship, you will start to see these things. Like the more time you spend with each other, you realize more and more how a person does these things. And the things that... You, you know, aren't that important to you, maybe super important to someone else. So then that's when you'd compromise and be like, okay, well, if it's important to him, then by default, it becomes important to me as well. And I can consider it a little bit more. So it's about little things like this. And I think that's not limited to just intercultural relationships, but to any relationship, I would say. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I think um, um, it's what we've said, what we said earlier on when it was about um, people are afraid of the unknown. This, yeah. might, this might also apply not even in that like negative Uh, context but it might also apply to people that um, have only been in like or been with people of the same culture and then maybe meet someone who is of different um, origin or different culture or religion um, I can imagine that even though it wasn't you it wasn't me but that some people might also then be a bit skeptical or afraid and have this like fear going into a relationship or getting to know someone a little bit better you mean and in a, a different culture yeah no I mean like let's say let's say you would have been uh, a little bit more extreme with your views yep. or a little bit like you you would have had a bit more skepticism or fear mm. and the same for me uh, because you would have always just been with a Punjabi man and I would have always just been with a German woman um, then maybe people go into this relationship or maybe they even drop someone before something even happens because they're like ah oh, this is not going to work out so to all of you out there that are in this spot or that might get into that spot uh, at some point um, you you have there's nothing to fear you don't have to be afraid there's in my opinion there's no bigger risk or issue than in any any other relationship you know it's always you you will always have different beliefs on cer certain things different ways to communicate um different um different sort of yeah views or decisions or ways of thinking and living and you have to make it work together so i think yes. uh, so what we've said a, a couple of times now there, there are different family cultures there were different ways of communicating there are different ways of arguing one one might be used to like fighting and getting loud and the other one might be completely the, silent, oppo the yeah. opposite and, and silent not saying because we said you were silent <laughs> one before and i'm the one i'm talking i'm not arguing yeah um, it's different but um you know you are it's always relationships are always about um learning adapting and uh and being tolerant and focusing on more the similarities than the differences in my opinion yeah and like i i feel like if you're in the right like, relationship, regardless if it's intercultural or not, like you and your partner, you will change together, you will grow together, you will evolve together. And anytime you have an opportunity to learn about a new culture or a new way of thinking or a new way of seeing the world, like why not take it? Like yeah, I think it's should, awesome. It's something to be excited about. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a way to look at it. And I believe it would 
also resonate with a lot of uh, people listening to our podcast um, because this is th that's part of the values we stand for. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, it's it's about being being open, being tolerant, being um, being um, yeah, sort of not not seeing just black and white, but everything in between. Um, so um, yeah, I think wherever you can learn like in differences um like even for us now me looking at um at the um the hate the confrontation um that we have received i'm always trying to understand to me this applies to every area you know even where where people might hate on me or show very extreme reactions in a previous podcast i've spoken about um, the experiences I've made in hospitality with people being rude. Yeah, I'm always trying to understand and see the, see the story behind it, and I think that's also great in a relationship. If you if you try to learn why is my partner like this, why does she or he react that way? Is it maybe rooted in the culture? Is it rooted in the family? You know, just try to understand and then talk about it, and yes. also maybe make your partner understand. Maybe someone. Uh, you know, someone has gone through the motions their whole life and has never really reflected on it because it's just something that was a common thing to do in the family or in, in the environment. But then it's also great because, um, in my opinion, that also applies to both of us. Um, we really help each other reflect. And I do not think that is... Uh, I don't think that there's much of... Or it has much to do with the cultural differences, yeah. but just generally because just we communicate we are, yeah. openly, both of us. We're not really. I'm not. I'm not all about like just keeping it comfortable all the time. Um, you know, sometimes it's the opposite. I'm like, sorry, I know you don't like to hear it, but Boom. this this is what I think about this, and that's my point of view. And you know, we're holding the mirror up for each other, and I think that's very important too. Yeah, but I think even on like the times where you are like, you know what, this is you trying to be in your comfort zone. You always seek to understand before you. You try and make your point. Yeah. So seek to understand before being understood. And I think that helps relationships a lot, whether they're romantic or just friendships or whatever it may be. It's good to understand where the other person is coming from because then you'll be able to speak to them in a way that they'll be receptive to it. Like if I was to, you know, say one thing and you not like take the time to understand why I'm saying that thing and then just putting your views on me or imposing those views, I would not be open to what he had to say. No way. It's important to uh, be able to reflect on yourself. Yeah. I think that's a very important skill in life. But then at the same time, it's also important to... Um, try to um, be or, or see things from your partner's point of view and this is why it's so important to learn about the culture as well and learn more about how they how they grew up and um, and their values or the family values um, because then in this whole um, like you have to sort of dive into their world to try to understand things from their perspective so you have to leave your own perspective and everything that you have and that might be actually another challenge we're going going a little bit more into detail here um learning about your partner's background yeah the things that um have influenced them and then um not just reflecting on yourself but also sort of leaving your own perspective and trying to see things through their eyes and trying to understand okay i'm not i'm not acting reacting doing things like this um and that's completely wrong and it doesn't make sense to me but trying to see okay but why is she or he doing it mm. and how does it make sense to him or her based on the way she was brought up and where she, where she or he is coming from yeah yeah and i think what you're talking about is, is a process and i know we're quite some time now into our relationship as well, but every day we still learn things about each other. And I think 
over time you learn more and more and more and as long as you're both open um, and you communicate and you're tolerant and understanding then any issues that you face as an interracial couple or as a couple in general they become you and your partner versus the issue not you versus your partner on the issue yeah, and i think great. that mindset helps a lot yeah that's true so um never forget like even if you're facing a bit of a storm um or you it's it's a bit of a tougher time um and never forget that you're on the same side yes. both of you you're on the same side you're fighting for the same thing uh don't let you don't don't let the the extremists involve you in the battle and you know like pull you apart always make sure that you remember that we're in this together and we're, we're here to support each other always have each other's back that's always it. That's doesn't it. matter where you are you have each other's back and yeah that and, and and i feel like um this is um yeah this is what you and me what we're all about as well um so even if they're even if they're like it's always I'm not saying um We, we are all, always like calm and composed as we are here right now, but we always, <laughs> we, but we always come back to yes. the foundation. We always come back, even if it takes a few minutes, we always come back to remembering what, like, or looking at like, what are we even doing here? You yep. know, um, yes, we have our reasons, you know, it's, that's some like stuff to sort of shake off and, and peel off maybe in, in, in some way. But onions baby yeah. peeling these layers <laughs> one by one <laughs> but we're always at the end of the day we're a team yeah and it's, i think that's what yeah. holds us together and keeps us as strong as we are it's always you and me and the rest is just exactly noise. it's always you and your partner you and the person you love and the rest is just noise and i've said that for the positive as well as the negative mm -hmm. don't get involved too much in the positive don't like don't take too much of your energy from the outside and don't give your energy to the outside focus on you and your partner and the love for each other and everything's going to be all right sooner or later yeah. i feel like that is a pretty good end to this episode what do you think we are um yeah yeah time, i think time wise we can finish it here unless you still have something no, to i think we it. did a great job at summing up the benefits and the potential challenges that you might face but i know a lot of you listening might be in interracial relationships so you might not but if you guys feel like there's other things that we you'd like us to speak about or if you have any challenges or even benefits that we've not spoken about that you'd like to talk about put them in the comment section on the youtube or on the instagrams and like we'll get back to you guys straight away yeah let us know um yeah. how you like this episode um give us some ideas for the for the following for the next episodes yeah. as well we want to keep this doing weekly uh, we want to keep doing this weekly um and we're always happy to um get some inspiration from you guys let us know in the comments what you would like us to talk about in the future and uh, yeah then just stay tuned for the next episode in a week uh time and uh last word have a lovely week be kind to each other just give love to everyone that's it beautiful